So we said, you know, do you want to start saving after your next birthday? Do you want to start saving at the start of spring? And the question was, if we offered this delayed opportunity to begin a goal at a date that was aligned with a fresh start, would it lead to more take up than if we offered it at a arbitrary date that wasn't the same distance in the future, but didn't have those fresh start affiliations or associations? That's Katie Milkman. She's an award-winning behavioral scientist and a professor at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. She's also the author of How to Change, The Science of Getting from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. What was really exciting is that we found uh, it led to about 20 to 30% more savings over the next nine months to link those opportunities to begin with fresh start dates, like the start of spring and, and the celebration of a birthday. So I think managers can use that insight to look for fresh starts that are going to be meaningful for your employees and think about offering opportunities to begin something that you feel would be valuable for that employee's development at those fresh start dates. Now, in case you hadn't noticed, it's a new year. In fact, happy new year. But what does that really even mean? A new year? Isn't it just another day in a long string of days? Sure, but it's also a chance for a change. And what the research demonstrates is that it's a chance for actually some big and possibly very significant changes, not only in our personal lives, but in our businesses too. I'm Joel Miller. I'm the Chief Product Officer here at Full Focus, and this is the Business Accelerator Podcast. It's not just the Business Accelerator Podcast. As I mentioned before, it's the first episode in 2023 of the Business Accelerator Podcast. And I'm really excited about the show today because it's a chance for us to think about the Fresh Start Effect and how it might apply in our lives and our businesses. To help us explore this topic, our founder, Michael Hyatt, and our CEO, Megan Hyatt-Miller, are here to have a conversation about four steps for making positive change happen in the new year. And then, after that conversation, we're going to hear more from Katie Milkman. She's going to discuss some of the research behind the Fresh Start Effect and what it can mean for our businesses. All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. <laughs> well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. It's, yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Yes. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, And we have better. some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site-wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, Your Best Year Ever vinyl sticker pack for any new planner subscri subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on yeah. your Stanley mug? And if are you got them, them if you got them on Black Friday, these are different. These are these are going to be new for the new year. Uh, but they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner, you can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. But they're great. Good. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. Um, and this is going to be $75 off and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't. It's huge. like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, we are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now. Shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code HOLIDAY10 to get all these deals and more. You've got 12 months in front of you but we only got a few minutes in front of us. So let's jump into this conversation with Michael and Megan. They're going to cover what's possible really for you in the next year. Happy New Year, everybody. 
this is my favorite time of year, not the least of which is because today is my anniversary. I've been married 14 years. And today we're talking about the fresh start effect. So I guess I get a fresh start effect for the 15th year of my marriage to my amazing husband, Joel. Pretty exciting. It's been well, a great We should talk years. about that for a second. Do you feel yeah. like you need a fresh start with Joel? No, but no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I just meant, you know, it's nice to have like a clean slate. Okay. Okay. What do we want to be true in this next year? Which is what we're talking about today. So we're going to be talking about what's possible for you in the next 12 months. And, you know, whether 2022 was your best year ever or whether, you know, it left a few things to be desired, maybe in your business, maybe in your personal life, it doesn't matter because you have the chance to make 2023 your best year ever. And I love that. We always get another chance for a fresh start. And this is really something that we know from the literature is a real thing. And we're going to hear about that in a little bit. But we're going to talk about today four steps for making positive change happen in this new year. And I'm, I'm just excited. I love this topic. Me too. Okay, so let's get to it. The first step is to close the books on the prior year. Now, this is important because you don't want to drag the worst of last year into the potential for this next year. Because this next year, and this gets me really almost giddy, it's a blank canvas. Mm -hmm. It's a clean slate. It hasn't happened yet. And we can design it like we want it. We don't have 100% control. And when I close the books on this prior year, I look at several things that weren't under my control that happened. And uh, not the least of which was the medical crisis we talked about. So I need a mechanism for processing that so that I can close the books. And as I say in your best year ever, complete the past. So that I'm, I'm not dragging this unfinished business into this next year. I don't want it to taint what would otherwise be a positive, forward-looking outlook. Well, and the reason that that is so important is because when we don't complete the past, and that's most of us, I mean, I don't really think culturally this is a thing, you know, unless you've been intentionally engaged in therapy or something like that. Right. Um, you know, this we just kind of focus on the future and move on and all that, except sometimes we think we moved on, but we didn't. And then we start to develop stories about the way the world works, about the way that we work, about the way other people are that become very limiting to us. And so completing the past gives us an opportunity to do what we talk about in our new book that's coming out here shortly, um, you know, called Mind Your Mindset. We talk about this idea of identifying those stories that we tell and then interrogating them and then imagining something better. And so in order for you to think about this new year and really get excited about it and engaged and set yourself up to accomplish big, important things, you have to believe something is possible. And if you have a story that tells you that something isn't possible, that's not really based on facts, but it's kind of based on leftover emotions and unresolved things about the last year, then you can find yourself internally conflicted. And Usually when you're internally conflicted, you kind of default to what's a little bit more under the surface or subconscious because you're just not aware of it at the same level. So this is why this is included in our Best Year Ever methodology. It's also something that we walk people through in your Best Year Ever Live, which is happening in just a few days. I cannot wait. You and I are doing this together. It's going to be so fun. Um, but we walk you through this process in kind of a workshop environment. This is virtual, by the way. Um, it's not too late to, sh- to sign up. Um, but we, we want to make sure we have kind of put a bow on the past so that we're prepared to move on to the future. Let me ask you a question about 2022 as you look back on it. You had some hard things too, mm-hmm. right? So as part of your process in completing the past, Do you get to the place where you're just kind of at peace with it? Or do you get to the place where you go, you know, I'm actually grateful that happened. I I didn't enjoy it when it happened, but I can now see the gift in it and maybe begin to understand why it happened and how I can use it to serve me going forward. 
Well, certainly that's where I want to get to. I, I've had over the years different kinds of hard things. You know, some have been more difficult than others to get to that place of gratitude and really seeing the benefit of the difficult things. But I would say, I'm, I'm like kind of doing a little inventory in my mind. I think almost without exception, all the difficult things that I've been through, eventually in time, I get to the place where I can say, gosh, I wouldn't want to go back. I wouldn't want to go through that again. It was, you know, brutally hard in some cases or really difficult or painful, but it's made me who I am and it's prepared me for what I'm doing now or what I want to do in the future. And um, I would definitely say that about the last year. For me, the the challenging things that happened were earlier in the year. So um, it's been beneficial because I've had time to process those things. And really, I am very grateful um, for those things. But sometimes it takes longer. But I think the point is, You've got to have an intentional practice of getting to that place of helping to to move along because it's easy to find yourself stuck. And before you know it, the past is kind of running your life in ways that are insidious. Yes. Well, I had somebody snidely respond to me, think they were being cute when they heard about my heart attack and my surgery. And they said, well, I guess this year wasn't exactly your best year ever. Oh, and the more I thought about that, the more I thought, actually, it has been my best year ever. Now, yeah, like you're alive. I'm alive. Now, listen to this. In July, I had COVID. In September, I had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery. And then my parents got COVID, as you mentioned, were in the hospital. I think you mentioned another episode, but we're in the hospital uh, twice. And we had to end up moving them into assisted living. And that was like almost a full-time job for Gail, my wife. And it was a lot of work on my part too. Those were all hard things. Mm -hmm. But even now it hasn't been that long. And I see the gift in it. Yeah. You know, we talked about that when we talked about the episode where I shared about my heart attack and surgery. But I really see the gift in that. And I wouldn't want to go through it again. But I'm thankful for what I've been able to distill out of that. It's been life-changing. It also doesn't mean being grateful doesn't mean that you didn't experience strong, what we would call negative emotions That's right. in, the, in the real, in real time. You know, for example, you might have felt anger or fear or sadness or grief. Um, and I, I think in my own case, I probably felt all those things and I bet you did too. And I think that's an important part of the process, because if you just try to leapfrog to, I'm so grateful for this, you know, that doesn't usually work out very well because you end up just leaving a bunch of stuff that's unresolved. And we intentionally work some of that in to our best year ever process because it's okay to feel like, for example, you weren't acknowledged for something or that there are things that are unresolved or that, you know, that you had negative feelings about. It doesn't mean you have to think it was great what happened to you. I mean, it probably wasn't great. It just means that there was something redemptive about it that was valuable on the other side. Well, in our process for completing the past does not include how to resolve significant trauma. True. And we make that very clear at the outset because there are probably people listening right now that, you know, I mean, all kinds of things happen. Maybe they had a child that was tragically killed, maybe murdered or sexual assault or all these different things. Right. You're not going to just resolve those in a session in our workshop. You know, those are going to take some time. They're going to take somebody who's skilled in helping you resolve that. But I will say this, you'll eventually get to the place that's different than where you're at now. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're intentional about it and you just, I think you, you kind of have to, and I had to learn this with recovery for my heart surgery. You can't push it. You can't go faster than you can go. You just kind of have to let it be and kind of move through the process. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay. Okay, well that leads us to the second step, which is to recognize that it's time for a change. So this is another part of that self-reflective process and why it's so important to get clear about what things need to be resolved about the past. You know, again, we're not talking about capital T trauma here. That's that's beyond the scope of, of this conversation. But for example, what disappointed you about the last year? You know, what what was not how you wished it would have gone? 
And then also, what possibilities for the future really excite you? I was talking with um, some of our new coaching clients this morning, and I was talking about how oftentimes when people join our program, Business Accelerator, this is our small business owner coaching program, um, you know, they come to us either overwhelmed because they've become successful and now they're spinning too many plates or because their growth has stalled at some level. You know, but regardless, they're probably kind of up to their eyeballs. They're not doing what they used to love about their business. They're sucked into the day to day. And what I was encouraging them to do as as they were engaging with the program for the first time was to give themselves permission to dream again and to think about what did they want for their business in 2023? What did they want in 2023 for their personal life? And, you know, we'll talk about this in a second with the next step, but you've got to recognize what isn't what you want and what you do want in order to start crafting a plan to get there. And I think recognizing it's time for a change here is a really critical piece of that. I I think it's important to say, Megan, that there's probably people who their initial response is it's time for a change, but but then they almost overrule it. Because they've tried to change in the past. Mm -hmm. They've made a New Year's resolution. They've stuck with it a couple of weeks, and then they've given up on themselves. And so they're cynical about the possibility of being able to change. And I I simply want to say that don't think of New Year's resolutions as the answer. They're definitely not the answer. More people obviously make New Year's resolutions than those who follow through. In fact, only a small percentage follow through. What we're talking about is a goal achievement methodology that gives you the best chance of actually achieving those goals. And this is what your best year ever is all about. This is what our full focus system is all about. It's designed specifically for you to get the results you want with the least amount of effort. So if you're a little bit cynical about your ability to change, then what I want to encourage you to do is suspend disbelief and trust us. This could be your year. And honestly, if you're not changing in a positive way, you're probably changing in a negative way. Because if there's one thing that's constant about life, it's change. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that I'm putting forth the effort and making the effort to change in a positive way. And change is a good thing. Well, what we've seen over and over again, I think we've had something like 50,000 people go through are your best year ever I think that's right. Uh, course and live event. And again, this live event is coming up in just a few days. It's not too late to register. It's virtual, so you don't have to worry about travel. It's, it's really fun. Um, but what we find with those 50,000 people is that the reason they have not accomplished their goals or you know, realize their New Year's resolutions or whatever is not because they don't have enough willpower or they didn't want it badly enough or whatever. Usually it's that there were a few key strategies and paradigm shifts that they just didn't know. It's not, in other words, it's not your fault. You know, nobody, it's not like any of us got a a degree or an advanced degree in goal achievement. We may know a little bit about goal setting, which is one part of goal achievement, but it's not the whole piece. And what I love about what we teach is that it is evidence-based. We have spent countless hours deep in the research understanding what really makes change possible and sustainable. And then that is the system that we have designed. Um, So to the point of if you feel cynical or not very hopeful that you have potential to change things that you've been stuck on for a long time, I just want to encourage you. That's because you've been working with most likely the stuff you know. And there may be things that you don't know that would really unlock the possibility for you. And that's exciting. Okay, that leads naturally to the third step. And frankly, the one that I get most excited about, which is to inspire yourself and your team with a new vision. So this is an opportunity for you sort of in your imagination to step into the future and ask yourself, if I were at December the 31st, 2023, let's just imagine it's it's that day, December the 31st, New Year's Eve, 2023, and you're looking back over the past year, what would you have 
had to accomplish or make you able to say that it was your best year ever. And that's really the essence of vision, standing in the future and describing what you see. And at the first, when you do this, don't feel like you got to be too specific. So you, this is going to, we're going to clarify this a little bit more in the next step. But for right now, it's important to focus on your, focus on your aspirations. Like, do you want to be in better health? Do you want to improve your marriage? Would you like to, you know, grow your business by 20% or 50% or 100%? What are the aspirations that you have for this next year? And, and create a vision that inspires you because it's magnetic. It draws you to it. And that makes the goal achievement part of it much easier when it's a compelling future that you want to participate in. Yeah, I love this. Back to that conversation that I was having with our clients Sometimes we just need somebody to give us permission and invite us to dream again. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do in our live event here in a few days, Your Best Year Ever Live. You know, we, we really walk you through a process of connecting with what do you want big picture in each of the life domains that we focus on. And maybe those are some areas that have been neglected for you or, or you have developed some cynicism about but it's really exciting to connect with what you want and imagine those possibilities. Well, Megan, for you and I, this is pretty easy because we both happen to have futuristic as one of our top five strengths. Yep. And so we love thinking about the future. But I think for people that don't enjoy the future so much or aren't naturally disposed toward thinking about the future, that's again where we have a process that'll help you imagine a better tomorrow a better future. And it's not exactly paint by number, but it's close to it. And I think that that for those of you that have never done this before, this will rock your world. Mm -hmm. It will change everything. Once you give yourself permission to dream again and think about a bigger, better future that's more compelling, that's more significant, that's more meaningful, now all of a sudden the sky's the limit and all kinds of great things can happen. And we've got thousands of testimonies from people who have been through your best year ever, who have experienced this for themselves. People who've restored their health, lost an, an amazing amount of weight. People who have started businesses, people who have written books, people who have entered into new relationships. All kinds of things are possible, but it has to begin in your thinking. And that's what we walk you through. leads us to the last step, which gets really practical, which is to set SMARTER goals, which is an acronym. So we don't want you to stop at this big picture aspirational level. We really want you to set a list of goals. And SMARTER stands for specific, measurable, actionable, risky, time-bound, exciting, and relevant. And these are sort of the criteria for a well-formed goal that you can really take action on, measure progress against, and achieve. And this has been developed, again, through lots of research and looking at the science of goal achievement and figuring out what really are those ingredients in a goal so that you can get what you want out of it. You know, I think most people have heard of this smart Framework. I think it was developed by GE decades ago. We added to that, we modified the SMART part of that somewhat based on the most current goal achievement research. But then we added these last two letters, the E and the R, and I just want to quickly talk about them. So the E stands for exciting. And the goal really needs to be exciting to you. It can't be just something, you know, your mom and dad wants you to do, or your spouse wants you to do, or your boss wants you to do, or something else. Because that kind of what we call extrinsic motivation or external motivation is not going to get you through the messy middle. You know, if you're just doing it to please somebody else, you're not going to have the motivation to persist until you achieve the goal. So what you have to find is an internal or an intrinsic motivation, and that's why the goal has to be exciting to you. And so it's one of the measures, one of the criterion that you're going to use in evaluating the goal that you come up with. You're going to say, 
but is this exciting to me? And again, you know, this could be the thing where it's the goal itself doesn't necessarily excite you, but what it makes possible. So what the goal will enable. And then it needs to also be relevant. And that can mean several different things. We kind of flesh this out more in the workshop and in the book. The thing I want to say here is that it needs to be appropriate or relevant to your season of life. So if you're a new parent, for example, that's going to take up more time than you're probably expecting. Even if you're expecting, it's going to take more time. Like probably not the year to decide to compete in a triathlon race. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what we mean by relevant. (laughs) If you're in graduate school and you're writing a dissertation, you know, this is probably not the time to start a business. So it's got to be relevant to the season of life. And so if you'll do those two things, along with all the other five things that that the SMART acronym entails, then you're going to be in a good position to actually achieve the goal in the way and why this is important, how you word the goal, how you frame it, is because a goal that's well-conceived is a goal half-achieved. It's important. It matters. It's a new year. It really is a fresh start. You can make this next year whatever you want it to be. You don't have to be in control of everything to make it truly your best year ever, including, you know, challenging things can happen and that can still be true for you. That's why uh, we've gone through these four steps today for making positive change. To recap, they are step number one, close the books on the prior year. Step number two, recognize it's time for a change. Step number three, inspire yourself and your team with a new vision. And step number four, get practical and set smarter goals. Well, hopefully you guys are pumped about the new year and we can't wait to see what you accomplish as the months unfold. A couple things Michael and Megan said that I think are really important to dwell on. That second step, recognizing it's time for a change, that's actually an empowering moment because change is only possible if you recognize it's necessary. But at that moment, especially at this moment, a moment of a fresh start, that is an incredible time to make the change. That is an empowering time to make the change. Humans have been celebrating New Year pretty much as long as we've had calendars. But why? Is there something solid underneath that kind of squishy emotional feeling that at the turn of a year or the turn of a significant event, maybe there's a chance for something new on the other side? It turns out there is, and the woman who did a lot of that pioneering research, Katie Milkman, is here with us to talk about the fresh start effect and what it can mean in our lives. We'll get to that after the break. Marissa, I cannot tell you how excited I am for your best year ever live coming up January 5th. Yes, I'm so excited too. I can't wait. Yes, this is the event that you would want to come attend if you're just like, man, I want to look at how well did I do in the past, but I also want to set myself up for success to have, like we call it in the title, your best year ever. This is the event you want to be at. We have thousands of people coming to this event already. And you and I will be emceeing this event. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement to come join us to make it a great year for you. Now, in order for you to receive it, all you have to do is buy the full focus goal setting course and you get a ticket to your best year ever. Yes. And the best part is that that course is 25% off right now. So... Uh, you're going to get a discount and a ticket to the live event, which is normally $197. That's a killer deal. So it's a killer deal. It's a no-brainer in my opinion. Um, But definitely join us. It's going to be so much fun. January 5th, it's totally virtual. So no matter where you are in the world or... um, you know, whether you can get on a plane or not, don't worry about it. You don't have to. You can do this from the comfort of your own home and we'll be right there. Yeah. And just imagine having your goals already set for the entire year and a plan to execute them. Yeah. That's worth all the money that you can. And the best part, it's a free event for you yeah. if you buy the Full Focus Goal Setting Course. Yes. 
All right. Well, we would love to see you there. So make sure to go to fullfocusstore.com and take advantage of this deal. We'd love to see you at your best driver live. At Full Focus, we are all about results. We are focused on the outcomes that business owners want to attain for themselves. And one thing we know for sure, when strategies are backed up with real science, with real research, you're going to tend to see better results than when they're not. Thankfully, the Fresh Start Effect has a lot of research behind it. And the person that pioneered that research, Dr. Katie Milkman, she's here to not only describe it for us, but here to help us apply it in our organizations. The Fresh Start Effect describes the phenomenon whereby people feel like they have a fresh start whenever they face a new beginning in life. This can be a moment on the calendar that feels like a new beginning, like the start of a new year. And of course, New Year's is the biggest fresh start that most of us share. But it can also be the start of something smaller, like a new week or a new month, the celebration of a birthday, even the start of spring can be a fresh start. And it arises because when we see these new beginnings coming up on the calendar, we think to ourselves, wow, this is like a new chapter break in my life. We don't think about time as a continuum. We actually think about our lives like we're characters in a book. And each chapter break that we face gives us the sense that we can bookend what lies in the past and say that was the old me and open a new chapter that feels different where we can say, I'm a different person now. Whatever I failed to do last year or last week or you know, in my last home, that was the old me, this is the new me, and the new me will be different. So that disconnect is a big part of the fresh start effect. It motivates us to pursue goals with renewed vigor at these moments, because we feel like, you know, whatever I failed to do last year, maybe I meant to quit smoking, or I meant to stop procrastinating or show up at meetings on time, and I didn't get around to it. But that was the old me, and this is the new me, and the new me will be different. It also tends to lead us to step back and think big picture about our lives. So we think that's another part of what's going on is these discontinuities that preclude fresh starts. They make us think a little bit differently, reflect more on our goals. So it's the before and after the A and B, that disconnect between those two, that's kind of the mechanism for the fresh start effect. Exactly. And we've shown in data set after data set that at these moments, people show a natural uptick in goal setting and goal pursuit. And this has to do with every category of goals you can imagine. It's not just health and wellness. That's the biggest category that people think of. But financial goals, career goals, environmental goals, you name it, we see upticks at these fresh start moments where New Year's is the biggest and most famous, but it happens at the start of a new week, a new month, following holidays that we associate with fresh starts, following birthdays. Um, So they're all around us. How did your team discover this? Because you and your team did, in fact, discover this fresh start effect, as we call it today. Yeah, well, I feel a little silly saying we discovered the fresh start effect because I think people have known about New Year's and and the New Year's resolution phenomenon forever. Yeah, I actually was talking to a reporter at the New York Times earlier today who's doing a story on the history of New Year's resolutions. And she said she could trace it back to like the Babylonians. So Mm -hmm. we didn't exactly discover it. But what I think we did discover is that it's much broader than New Year's resolutions and that there's this uh, systematic phenomenon at these new points in our lives where we feel like we're facing a new beginning. So the work was motivated by a visit I made actually to Google's headquarters about a decade ago when I was giving a presentation about a, a bunch of research I had done on tools we could use to encourage people to achieve their goals at a higher rate. So tools that help people make, you know, make it to the gym more regularly, save more for retirement and so on. And an HR leader at Google asked me this great question after my presentation. He said, okay, Katie, I'm totally convinced that we should use these great tools from behavioral science to help our employees achieve their goals at a higher rate. But is there some ideal time to roll out these recommendations and tools? Like when are people most motivated to pursue their goals? And I thought it was such an amazing question. And I realized that researchers hadn't really explored the answer. So I came back to my research team in Philadelphia at the Wharton School. I started talking with my then PhD student, Heng Chen Dai, who's now a professor at UCLA at the Anderson School of Management, and to Jason Reese, another colleague. And I had immediately had the intuition about New Year's, like New Year's, that's the time you should 
promote these kinds of behavior change tools because everybody knows about New Year's resolutions. But what we started talking about in my office was the fact that that is not the only moment that feels like a fresh start and a new beginning and that motivates behavior change. We had intuitions from our own lives that there were other times that had a similar sense to them. And so we started digging into this literature on autobiographical memory, learning that people actually don't think about their lives as a continuum, but think about them in chapters, recognizing that those chapter breaks might motivate goal pursuit in a similar way because they have the similar flavor of giving you fresh start feelings. And so we collected a bunch of data on when people go to the gym at the highest rates, uh, when people set goals on a popular goal setting website, when do people search for the term diet on Google, and noticing this incredibly consistent pattern that there were upticks in all these behaviors at the start of a new week, at the start of a new month, uh, of course, at the start of a new year, following birthdays, and following holidays that we associate with fresh starts. So think of days like Labor Day and mm-hmm. not dates like Valentine's Day. Uh, and, and we got really excited and started running experiments showing that we could actually uh, change people's motivation to pursue their goals by simply pointing out dates on the calendar they might have missed that feel like fresh starts, like the first day of spring. If you label that on a calendar, that changes how excited people are to start pursuing their goals on that date, rather than just showing them a calendar where it's merely labeled as, say, the third Thursday in March. And, you know, that's really where the work on Fresh Starts began. It's exciting to think of because once you understand the mechanism like like you've described, you have then the chance to generate these moments for yourself throughout the year, as opposed to being more or less just subject to the calendar, you can go into the driver's seat and say, you know, starting on Monday, I'm I'm going to, you know, tackle X or starting, you know, next month, I'm going to tackle Y. And you can leverage the the power of this to actually turn that page yourself, to turn the chapter yourself. I think that's right. And I think it's no accident that when you look at uh, the way a lot of great managers operate, they are um, very much thinking in in terms of the meaningful time periods, you know, whether it's quarterly, monthly, and setting goals for their teams on those timescales, giving positive feedback, um, and when it's needed, negative feedback uh, Mm -hmm. in in line with those cycles so that people can get excited and begin anew. Um, One thing that I think is important to note is that it's really really useful to have fresh starts when things aren't going well. So if you are leading a team and you see someone who's underperforming, creating more fresh starts for that individual could be helpful to give them more chances to sort of set aside a a bad week or a bad month so they can um, feel renewed energy and enthusiasm. But when you have someone who's performing really well, actually, what we've seen is that fresh starts can be harmful because they create a discontinuity uh, that isn't good when things are going exactly as you'd hope. So was, I think that's an important thing to keep in mind, too. That was going to be my next question. In the book, you talk about uh, the disruptive quality of some uh, fresh start effects, and particularly things like over the holiday season, say something positive may get disrupted. Talk to us about how somebody can come back from a disruption so that the fresh start is not actually harmful or interrupts progress they've already made. Yeah, this is so important because while fresh starts, again, have this incredible power to motivate us to begin, that disruptive power can also be harmful. When it is, there are a number of steps we can take to get back on track. So The most important first step whenever you want to achieve something, right, is to figure out what exactly is your goal. You want to define that goal clearly. Maybe it's, I want to um, exercise more. And if your goal is exercise, then the next step would be, okay, how much more? You know, how many hours Mm -hmm. a week? Be really specific. Let's think about the specifics. And then when are you going to do it? Where are you going to do it? How are you going to get there? Make those plans really detailed. So maybe it's four hours a week and I'm going to go, Uh, for an hour after work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday and go for a run, put on my shoes and leave from work for a half hour um, run and half hour cool down with stretching. That'll be my, my exercise each week. And that level of planning is critically important. A lot of people skip that step. But if you don't make those plans, it's really hard to follow through. Uh, And so when you have a disruption, you get off track, you need to actually sit down, write down those goals, 
figure out exactly how much of it do you plan to do each week, because that bite size amount rather than the, you know, yearly or vague goal improves performance. Mm -hmm. When will you do it? Where will you do it? How will you get there? And then the last ingredient I would say is really critical to getting back on track is to make sure that the plan you have in mind will actually make it fun to pursue your goal and to achieve your goal. Because if you're not enjoying what you're doing, people quit at a really high rate. Yeah, This is one of the biggest mistakes people make is they think if if it's important to me, I'll just get it done. I'll just push through even if it's unpleasant. But the reality is research uh, from Islet Fishbach at the University of Chicago and Caitlin Woolley at Cornell shows that's a mistake. We actually don't push through. We quit when the experience isn't pleasant. And so when we plan how to pursue goals, if we want to stick to them, we need to think, that's the most fun way I could actually say get that workout in. Is it maybe Zumba class with a friend? Is it doing what I call temptation bundling and linking it with a favorite TV show? So you get to binge watch Bridgerton only while you're on the elliptical, whatever it is that makes it fun for you, make sure you add that spoonful of sugar or else you won't get back on track. All right. Thinking about this from the perspective of a business owner or a business leader, what are some ways that we can implement fresh start effects with our teams beyond what we've already talked about? Yeah, I think a really important opportunity is highlighting fresh start moments for people that they might not notice. And when you want to get somebody to make a commitment to to turn over a new leaf, mm-hmm. don't just say, you know, I think it's time. Point out moments on the calendar that might actually align with new beginnings and invite them to begin pursuing their goals on those dates. I'll give you a concrete example of something we did showing this was useful. We ran an experiment where we were trying to get more employees to save in their employee-sponsored savings plan, right? It was a 403B plan. In this case, we were working with a bunch of universities. And we reached out to employees who weren't saving at the match threshold for retirement. And we said, to some people, do you want to save right away? That'd be great. Do you want to start saving later? Because we knew a lot of people would want to procrastinate and put off pursuing that goal, which is a natural tendency. Um, In one experimental condition, those time-delayed dates were actually labeled with fresh start. So we said, you know, do you want to start saving after your next birthday? Do you want to start saving at the start of spring? And the question was, if we offered this delayed opportunity to begin a goal at a date that was aligned with a fresh start, would it lead to more take up than if we offered it at a arbitrary date that was the same distance in the future, but didn't have those fresh start affiliations Mm -hmm. or associations. And what was really exciting is that we found Uh, It led to about 20 to 30% more savings over the next nine months to link those opportunities to begin with fresh start dates like the start of spring and and the celebration of a birthday. So I think managers can use that insight to look for fresh starts that are going to be meaningful for your employees and think about offering opportunities to begin something that you feel would be valuable for that employee's development at those fresh start dates, whether it's a training course that might help somebody up their game or a new set of protocols you'd like them to start implementing or software you'd like them to start using, people may be much more open to making that change if you offer the opportunity and line it up with a fresh start, because that feels like the right moment to tackle Mm -hmm. something new and to pursue a new goal. You're going to get more emotional buy-in if they have some connection to that date, if that date feels relevant. That's right. It feels like an appropriate time to start Mm -hmm. something new. It feels like a time when it won't be a burden because I want to be starting new things at the start Mm -hmm. of spring or um, at the beginning of our next quarter. That's the right time to put a change in place. And um, I'll feel ready and fresh and, and geared up to go. Keeping that organizational perspective in mind, what are some ways business owners can combat procrastination? You know, we talk about putting something off. That's a natural impulse. That impulse can become counterproductive. How do they combat that first in themselves, but then secondly, in their teams? Yeah, well, in yourself, uh, of course, you know, you can use the same tools on yourself that you might naturally think of using as a leader. So what leaders typically do to great effect when there's a challenge of procrastination is setting deadlines. So there's a concrete time and people know they're letting down their team or their leader if they don't hit those deadlines. And maybe there's even some small penalties associated with missed deadlines. That can be really helpful to getting people to stay on track because otherwise it's easy to put things off forever, right? So Mm -hmm. you can just keep putting it off. And more deadlines are better, right? If you have one big deadline, 
that's looming in the distant future, that's not as effective as breaking the deadlines down. You know, I want the first chapter of the report by this date, the second chapter by this date, and so on, as opposed to the whole report, right? Because if you if you don't break it down and have those micro deadlines, then the work can build up and build up and build up and the procrastination mm-hmm. um, is too severe for you to hit the final deadline. So break it down, have um, deadlines at at you know, small checkpoints and the research shows that's very effective. If there's a consequence, it's even better. You can do that for yourself. And you can actually also offer tools to members of your team to self-impose these kinds of deadlines and penalties. My favorite research on procrastination shows that something called a commitment device is very effective. This is a tool that allows people to create some penalty clause for themselves if they fail to achieve a goal by a given time. So becoming their own manager. Mm-hmm. Um, there's popular websites that let people actually put money on the line. They'll have to forfeit if they fail to achieve a goal and a referee is there to uh, report back. And you can actually choose to send money to causes you hate. And that really makes it sting, right? So if think about the, you know, Politics can be painful, but you probably have a favorite and a least favorite politician. Imagine having to donate money to your least favorite politician if you didn't hit an important deadline. That would really be motivating, right? So these websites actually allow you to do that. Websites like stick.com and beminder.com. I have no affiliation with these, but I, uh, there is research showing when you put money on the line or you even have a way to put money on the line that you'll have to forfeit if you don't achieve big goals, you get better results. Um, this even works with smoking cessation. Amazingly, if you give people a way to put money on the line that they'll have to forfeit if they fail to quit smoking, and then give them a urine or nicotine test six months later, um, those monetary penalties that you've allowed them to to create for themselves increase smoking cessation by about 30% relative to a sort of standard smoking cessation program, which I think is amazing. That's yeah, that's incredible. And I can think of all kinds of people I wouldn't want to give money to. So yeah, that's amazing. Just just penalize yourself. (laughs) Basically, if you set the stakes high enough, you can uh, incentivize yourself to stop procrastinating. When we think about change, a lot of times we think about change aversion, that people are opposed to change, that people have difficulty with change. And yet we know that change can also lead to incredibly positive things in our lives and in our businesses. At the end of Katie's book, How to Change, she has a chapter called Changing for Good. And I thought it might be an appropriate way to close the interview to reflect on that idea. Well, there's a very intentional double entendre there. And I will say I run a research initiative at the University of Pennsylvania that's called the Behavior Change for Good Initiative, where our work does have that double entendre. And and the goal is... Let's create positive change and change that endures. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's that's the dream. That's what we're all, I think, working towards. Uh, it is important when we are pursuing change for good, not to expect a quick fix or a short-term solution that will lead to, you know, permanent change without any kind of maintenance. Most of the tools that we find that are effective, like making it more fun to pursue your goals or ensuring that you create commitments and and deadlines that have teeth, um, right? Where you might actually have to forfeit money to a cause you don't like if you don't achieve those goals, right? As we were just discussing, those tools, they're not sort of one and done. If you want to find a way to consistently hit deadlines, if you want to find a way to um, consistently do high quality work and and achieve whatever it is you want to achieve, then you need to keep using these tools. You always need to make it fun. You always need to set deadlines that are reasonable and broken out. Uh, and so that I think is a, is a key lesson from all the research, but there's a lot of folks who write self-help books or like to hop on podcasts and say, you know, I have a quick fix. If you just do this, all of your dreams will come true. Everything will fall into place. The research just doesn't bear that out. It really is about figuring out what are the strategies that can be effective, that science has proven are useful, and then applying them over and over again, not just at New Year's, not just every once in a while, but consistently in order to um, successfully achieve goals over and over again. Katie Milkman, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is out of left field, but I was listening to a podcast interview with Nick Gillespie, 
who's an editor at Reason Magazine. And Nick was talking about The Birds, the band. And he said something that has stuck with me ever since. You know, no matter how late in the day it is, everything is still possible and everything is still in front of us. What I love about that quote is doubly important for this time of year. So much is possible and so much is in front of us. The fresh start effect reminds us that everything is in front of us. It gives us an opportunity to not only take stock of the past, but to look with our agency towards the future in a way that can make real difference in our lives and in our businesses. That's a wrap for another episode of the Business Accelerator Podcast. And thinking of fresh starts, let's say you've got some big goals planned this year. Let's say you've got some ambitious targets you've set for yourself. One way to ensure the effectiveness of a fresh start is to partner up with a coach. And we can help with that. If you're a business owner and you're interested in learning more about our Business Accelerator coaching program, go to businessaccelerator.com. We help busy but growth-minded small business owners just like you scale yourself and your business so that you can win at work and succeed at life. It's what we call the double win. And if you want to experience that for yourself, go to businessaccelerator.com and book a free call. That's it. We'll be back next week with more conversations to help you accelerate your business. All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. (laughs) Well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. Yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle. Yes. Uh, It's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, And we have some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site-wide. We've got where you can get a free um, Your Best Year Ever vinyl sticker pack for any new planner subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on your Stanley mug? And if if you got them on Black Friday... These are different. These are these are going to be new for the new year, uh, but they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner. You can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. They they're great. great. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course, um, and this is going to be $75 off, and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't. Huge. It's like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program, we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, we are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now. Shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code HOLIDAY10 to get all these deals and more.